0: Welcome to the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations podcast, debunking myths to build a successful virtual workplace. I'm Stephanie Menefee, and today we're joined by Ivo Shakpar, Remote Work Advocate and co-founder of Remote How, the world's leading platform for remote professionals currently representing over 25,000 individuals from 128 countries. Ivo, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to come chat with us about the skills needed to lead a remote team. Thank you so
1: much for invite.
0: So I was reading an interview you did last year where you said the biggest obstacle preventing companies from going remote was trust but that micromanagement would have to end in 2020 or companies would forever fall behind. And that actually got me really excited about our conversation today because I think many leaders are still struggling a bit with having their offices completely or now mostly virtual.
1: Um, yes, Yes, absolutely. And this is something that was already the case before the pandemic. Uh, there is this famous study uh, by Oracle showing that 64% of employees trust more robots than their own managers, which is really scary. Uh, and, and that's a an, that's an, uh, red flag and a and, uh, big alarm that um, needs to change the ways how managers lead their teams and what they really focus on because it's it's no longer about checking if you're working uh, going to your desk and uh, making sure that this single task is delivered and then we will we will be micromanaging you again for the another one it's about setting long term goals providing support building the the culture of, of 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 trust so those are the things that are really not um just purely connected to working in in a distributed fashion. It's just how the work should be done anyway, always. Uh, But unfortunately, because there's always an important target project to deliver a deadline, oftentimes managers simply neglected that the self-development and then truly be making sure that they're becoming better leaders. And now it's the time to, to take a step back and, to, and finally um, reevaluate how they're leading their teams, because simply if they won't change, they would fail. Um, and this could cause a big backlash on the whole uh, concept of um, working outside the office, which is proven to work because you have many successful companies worth billions of dollars like Automatic or GitLab. They simply don't have an office. They have very high retention rate of, of their employees. They're growing. So this model works. It just requires a lot of change. And this change starts with, uh, with the leadership.
0: Absolutely. And I, I want to jump right into our questions, but I, you were right on time with Remote How. And so to get us started, would it be possible for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and, and why the subject is important to you?
1: Yes, of course. So actually, I was one of these managers that in 2017 was uh, looking to expand the team. We uh, recently moved to Austin and Texas uh, from Europe, and it was really hard to find talent. And then on the other side, what I really noticed um, that there are many people that start to value experience over possession. So this whole shift in, in how we view uh, our life and, and what is the role that, that work um, plays there. So, Basically, started to connect the dots that maybe giving people an opportunity to uh, to work whenever uh, will make them happier, and as a win-win situation, it would also help businesses uh, simply hire people from anywhere in the world to solve their their challenge of talent shortage. Uh, shortage. So, long story short, um, uh, late twenty seventeen, we started to to look into the remote work um, topic and we discovered that uh, there's a big problem with the mindset. Um, Of course, uh, people are afraid of change and uh, things related to trust, etc. And then once we are past that, then there is a big Uh, um, gap when it comes to skills, how to actually do it. So um, there was the beginning of Remote How. We started off by organizing the largest virtual summit in 2018 with like speakers from Asana, Forbes, and uh, organizations that were already starting to to embrace remote work. Then we launched the Remote How Academy. Um, We trained thousands of professionals uh, all over the world how to lead distributed teams. And this year we launched the Remote How Marketplace, where um, experts, top uh, experts from distributed companies are helping uh, enterprises uh, all over the world how to, um go through remote or or hybrid transformation my background is is, is in uh, business development and then partnerships um and uh, this is this is a very short (laughs) overview why we are we are having this conversation but i'm i'm extremely passionate about uh, remote work it it also the fact that uh, we started to work on remote how um Gave us the option to work anywhere we want. So when we, we moved in 2018 out of Austin, and then we traveled and lived in 14 different uh, countries uh, throughout the last uh, over three years. So uh, yeah, it's uh, we are we are living uh, by by pre- we are preaching and living what we are what we are talking
0: about. That's an incredible story, and I can hear your passion and and wow, just having that kind of freedom to move around, I'm, I'm really excited to have you share a few secrets with our (laughs) listeners
1: today. Yeah. yeah, Um, And, 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 and these days, um, once, once the, pandemic will be over and we will never go back to the old reality people will forever have a choice where they where they live how they work and it's already happening like the fact that people are coming back to to rural areas where they originally um, come from either in the U.S. or it's happening also in Europe or or in Asia this is the, the very beginning of the trend that is in general reshaping how the work looks like. So it's extremely exciting that more and more people uh, will get this opportunity to truly have the uh, the freedom. We just need to do it right.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh today we're gonna start with the top of the organization. So yes. if you if you had to name the top three skills necessary for a remote leader, what would they be and and why?
1: Yes. Um, so they are all important. What I will, what I will mention, um, so this is not uh, um, that the, the order doesn't matter. But I will start with communication. Um, remote work uh, requires totally different uh, skill set and totally different approach to how we communicate. So um, two main aspects. So first of all, asynchronous communication so the days of uh, meetings are happening through the whole day uh, some of them are uh, badly planned some of them are very ad hoc so we are interrupted all the time um they are gone as well as uh, the days, or should be gone, unfortunately, it's not the case for many organizations, as well as days when managers uh, keep messaging us on, on instant um, chats and they're, they, they are expecting that we'll be um, replying uh, immediately, those days will be also over. So looking at the fact that it's, we, we need to change the way how you communicate, both uh, in, in a written format as well as in, uh, as in meetings, that requires uh, a big change uh, on the on the manager side, so especially making sure that we have rules, how we communicate internally within the team or within the organization, what are the service uh, level agreements uh what what is the tone service? So, I can go into this uh, very deep, but maybe I will just um stick into uh, within the um, general statement that managers need to change the way how they communicate so this is this is extremely important um the second aspect the, that is that is connecting with um, writing more and more and defining how the work is done uh, is the work organization the very successful and well structured distributed teams have uh, oftentimes something which is called a handbook or a playbook where basically it's like an ongoing instruction of how the team works, but also how the work progresses um, to create as much as visibility and transparency within the organization. So this is the other aspect of a leader, um, that the leader needs to make sure that this single source of truth um, of work uh, not just exists. Uh, but it's improved every day, and and the team is really engaged with uh, with creating this. Right, so uh, the days of uh, working just with an email and calendar and maybe a spreadsheet are over. Uh, we we need to simply become a better workers, and one of these um, components that uh, that is connected with this is that we 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 need to write more about our work we need to have more more rules in place that we are have that we are um, um that we are following through right i know that in the beginning it will uh, it will be painful and it will mean that we won't have time for for other tasks but once we have this foundation in place it's an optimization in the long run because imagine that you are asking, uh, and/or or you're looking for an answer to a question that someone already asked three months ago, or you're looking for this file. And if everything is perfectly structured, then it's super easy to find it. And this is just a very simple, uh, simple um, example, but th- 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 there's there's way more. So I would say that this is uh, this is the second one. So the work an organization, um, creating playbooks, handbooks and then working accordingly to them. And the third aspect, extremely important, very broad, and we kind of touched on this in the beginning, is the culture. So finally, a manager needs to be more of a mentor and a leader rather than just a task management planner. Right? Um, And and, and this would uh, cause a lot of challenges uh, around especially the culture fit uh, that companies were not considering as strongly as they should uh, when they were recruiting for for, for certain positions. Mm, so right now, managers need to spend more and more time on cultivating the culture, engaging with the team, motivating, especially if they are um, working with individual setup, rather than uh, checking if someone is actually working, because this is this is right now uh, completely, completely relevant. So probably as you can, as you can hear that the third aspect is that the manager needs to uh, take care of some of the HR people operations uh, roles when, when, when it comes to cultivating or maybe creating from the scratch, the small culture within the team. So everyone is happy and everyone really likes to uh, start today and don't be this person from the meme that oh my god it's monday again right so i would i would group them in in these three um areas but of course there's there's way more but the question was about three
0: <laughs> i know <laughs> i know and I, I instinctively want to ask you about the others but um it, outside of the your wonderful Remote How Academy, where I know um, you have a really fantastic group of people who can assist remote leaders who need a bit more coaching in these areas. Um, you know, if if we have some listeners who are thinking, "Wow, you know, I'm not the best at the communication piece, or my organization doesn't have a playbook, or, or you know, how do I become more of a mentor as opposed to a task manager?" what what kind of advice would you have for them to start developing those skills
1: mhm so um f- first of all everyone needs to be aware of a simple thing that it will be a long process. So it, it won't happen over the night or maybe organizing one-time workshop will, uh, will will make a big difference. Of course, it will be a good first step, um, but it's a pure change management process if we are looking from the organization side of things. And then if, if we're looking about, um, at the individual level, this is basically creating new habits, right? It's the same way how we want to, if, if we want to start doing push-ups Push-ups. we'll start tomorrow we'll do five push-ups and then it will if we will continue maybe in three or six months we'll do 50 or, or 100 but we need to be very consistent with this right so it's like a long-term plan so this is something to uh, to uh, definitely have in mind And um, and then as this is a habit and uh, people are not always best in uh, in following uh, in, in in pushing through and i'm also <laughs> an example i'm not always perfect especially and at with uh, with the push-ups thing, um, it, it it we see this emerging trend of having a mentor. So the same way how you have a coach when you're uh, or like a personal trainer, uh, we will see more and more uh, virtual coaches, virtual mentors, someone that is basically has a, a lot of knowledge in the field uh, and is able to help us hands-on with a specific long-term long-term plan so i would say that this is the second thing that is uh, that is very important and then of course knowing exactly what are the biggest uh, gaps that we have uh, when it comes to the, the the skills so oftentimes what we hear from our clients that are coming through our marketplace they're like oh we we want to do x right we want to help our leaders with x and then after the the actual assessment uh it turns out that actually this is not the biggest problem and there are five other uh there are more crucial so uh, the takeaway from this is to make sure that we are focusing on the uh, on the most uh, um, urgent uh, things in the in the first place. And in order to assess that, you you, you need an expert again. So it's 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 really a a, a good moment and um, and uh, and way to to work with someone that is experienced. So we are not wasting our time on on making mistakes. Because, like I mentioned at the beginning, this is an experiment, and uh, and there is a big risk uh, that we would fail. So it's it's easier to work with folks that have been managing distributed teams for years. Uh, so we are not repeating their mistakes because they also did many mistakes in the past.
0: Yeah, and sometimes making mistakes is part of the process, right? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I love how you how you it's kind of a theme you know put the time in now you put the time in now to to have the benefit later and you one of the things that you mentioned um, in in the top three was communication and also culture and so I'd like to kind of explore that area a bit more with you. Um, you know one of the myths of remote work is there's a lack of communication and company culture in the remote environment but we also know the tone, really depends largely on the the team's leadership. So I'm wondering if you could give us some insight on how a team leader might create or start creating a positive culture through communication.
1: So it really all starts with assessing what is the culture right now? Because in, in many companies, there are beautiful values on career pages and the definitions what we believe in and and what we do within the company et etc but then in the real reality is completely different, so we need to do a um sometimes a hard check a reality check where we are right now so then we can build a build a plan what what, what needs to be what needs to be improved so that would be the um, the first aspect the, the second aspect is that what we see that companies um uh, try to offer something like let's say a solution to 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 this challenge uh whether like all fits uh, or um one size fits all And unfortunately, this is not the case that would work. we as humans are, are very different and uh, and simply, I just had a conversation with a company that was complaining that uh, at their team events, people uh, announced a couple of weeks before the event that there will be 80% participation and then actually after a couple of weeks when the event is, uh, happens, then only 20% shows up, right? And, and the response is that, hey, maybe not everyone needs to be forced uh, to go to this event And there are a lot of introverts that simply prefer to stay at home, spend time with their family or with their friends. They will be still happy within the company, um, but it doesn't mean that they need to be a part of everything that is uh, that is happening. So making sure that we really understand needs of our employees and and we can we can adjust uh, accordingly to um to what they what what would really make them happy and not what we think that would make them happier or uh, or engaged and um, and then speaking more from the from the communication side uh, from the uh, from the leader transparency transparency and once again transparency so increasing the um Communication that is open to everyone. So, writing in open channels. If you're using Microsoft Teams or Slack, make sure that um, there are less silos within the uh, within the company. When people are just talking one on one in direct messages or creating a, a group messages that are not visible to 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 everyone else, that creates a culture that is built on transparency and 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 built on uh, built on trust the other aspect around the communication that actually impacts the uh, the company culture is a radical candor method which basically means that we are very honest and direct with each other that doesn't mean that we are mean to each other it just mean that just means that if there is a problem if there is a feedback that it's not oh this is awesome this is amazing it's more of a feedback ah if we can maybe improve a couple of things this and that like we we need to be we we need to start be more honest with each other not always sugarcoat um because then in the long term ever in the midterm it, it will, it will simply fire back because it's, it, we are not living in a, in a fairy tale and it's not always amazing. So the earlier we, uh, we get things resolved, uh, the better. So uh, having in mind from the leader perspective that in order to create, um, let's generalize it, that happy company culture, happy team culture, you need to be very honest with your people, which means that you need to be also open for a direct feedback from them and this could be very painful for some of the managers because they've never received feedback uh, from their team um so you need to be ready for um for a change here as well
0: i love that and i love the idea of the 365 evaluation i i you know just my personal opinion i think every team should have one of those and and you're right sometimes sometimes leadership and management needs to know so that mm-hmm. they can improve, right? And, and everybody gets happier then, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, yes, yes, like like a, a lot of things that, uh, that we're discussing today should be implemented within the companies for years. So now it's kind of this moment uh, where the, the big change happened um, out of the blue, and now you just need to reshuffle internally to uh to make it work in the in the long run
0: yes, exactly, and you mentioned a few minutes ago events and engagement and I think in general, people seem to want to connect, but as you said, when it comes time for the actual event to take place, that low participation in the extracurricular event might send a different message to leadership and I keep seeing mixed reviews on social virtual gatherings for remote employees like For example, a happy hour. Um, What are your thoughts on leaders holding social time for employees? Is it better to build that into regularly scheduled meetings or hold the time separately? What's your insight there?
1: Yeah, so if if you look at the participation rate and happy hours that were happening prior to pandemic just simply within the office, it wasn't like 100% uh, participation from everyone right there was a group that was always interested in this there was a group that was going there from time to time and there was a group that was simply uh, not attending this kind of events right or or maybe 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 very rarely and right now if uh, once everything moved to virtual right now it will be it will be a mix there was this um, very strange um, opinion that you should be present on these virtual uh, events because it's easier to track because people are accepting, declining, leaving um, uh, information in the pool if they will be there or not. So it's kind of like easier to see uh, and and then track the the attendance, right? Right. So it, it, it just as a as, as an intro to uh, to my answer, it, it's not very different from uh, from what we had in the in in the past right and then looking at at the future and the fact that most companies will be hybrid so we will not be in the situation where basically during the pandemic the offline events the in-person events were not possible no it's it looks like it will be possible um, at least in in some parts of the of the world in the in the short term which which basically uh, opens up the possibility that these events can be a mix. It can be online and offline. And this is also how companies that were um remote friendly remote first before the pandemic were were approaching this for example companies like gitlab buffer automatic it wasn't that they were never ever meeting in person there were all all hands company meetings there were team retreats uh, there were spontaneous uh, meetups in, in different cities for larger organizations so this kind of stuff happens what what is Different, and what companies should, should really uh, think about is how to encourage people to give them more power uh, and start uh, having more community lead uh, events so not that we are just coming up with an idea no we are encouraging people to start organizing um time that they will be spending together uh and and that will really this is the part of the whole empowerment and and showing trust uh, to your uh, to your employees so it's less about where it happens it's more of uh what is the what is the logic behind it? And of course, from the perspective of a leader, it it really all starts with understanding what the team wants because this uh, 365 assessment is something that um, that they were not doing, uh, and and they're just assuming that something needs to be uh, needs to be done in a, in a in a specific way. So just simply talk with your team, uh, say, hey guys. Um, we want to do we want to create um or improve the uh, the current situation in 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 our in our team so we are even happier than we are right now what are your ideas like do a brainstorming and out of this brainstorming you'll be really surprised how many ideas people have they will also feel um that it's not just you making the the, the decisions but you are part of these uh, part of these decisions and um I would uh, I would start with that.
0: You have given us some really fantastic insight today and actual action items we can go away and implement. Um, are there any additional pieces of advice or bits of wisdom you might leave with us today? Uh,
1: I think we need to keep in mind that this is a long-term process that will be very hard for a lot of organizations because of the big legacy uh, that they have. So um, it will take for some organizations years to actually uh, get to to this uh, ideal ideal scenario. So um, keep in mind that there will be tough moments and, and there will be blood and, and you'll be crying. But at the end of the day, uh, remember that people that work in distributed companies that are doing this right, um. Would uh, there? There is a study said that 91% of people. It was uh, done by FYI, I guess, two years ago. 91% uh, of people won't change ever uh, and and go back to the to the office. So it's absolutely possible to create a company. That is truly remote. First, have a good culture. Have a good organization. Provides a good work-life balance. It's it's just a group effort, and um, I'm sure that um, many companies will uh, will go on this journey and uh, will succeed.
0: Thank you. And for any of our listeners who want to connect with Evo or learn more about remote work, uh, remote-how.com is the website. Check it out. There's so (laughs) much great stuff there. (laughs) I have to give
1: you that plug. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Of course, Eva. Thank you so much for joining us in support of the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations. We really appreciate your insight and we know our listeners will benefit from your
1: experience. Thank you so much. Stay safe.
0: You too.